uh, we didn't want to take up a ton of your time today, but we are honored that you're going to be uh, one of my guests on occupational therapy. And Zach, if you're uh, is my co-host, and if you're cool with it, Javale, we can just jump in. This will be like a thirty minute conversation. Let's do uh, it. Yeah, here we go. Zach, take it away. Occupational therapy with Javale McGee. Javale, my name is Zach. I'm a good friend of Jared's. Jared is, uh, you know, for the past ten years, been one of the nation and the world's top jingle writers. You know, writing little theme songs for TV shows, commercials, products, everything. And now he has a new company, and he's trying to find a new job. So we're looking to interview people who have excelled in all aspects of their jobs, you know, from restaurateurs to actors to producers to NBA players like yourself. And, uh, you know, because Jared, and also you're a musician as well, but we're going to get to the bottom of that. I know Jared's looking for a new career, and we're hoping that maybe you can help guide him into, you know, maybe getting into the league. He's got a shot at the end. <laughs> and, and, jab step. <laughs> and, you know, a jab whole, step. Yeah. The whole, um, you know, uh, preface of, of this uh, podcast is to learn just about how people become excellent in their fields. And, you know, what better um, metaphor for excellence across anything than someone who's risen to the level of, uh, you know, the professional side of, of sports. And we wanted you to take us back to the beginning. Uh, obviously, you come from a sport-minded uh, family. Tell us about what it was like growing up, uh, you know, in, the, uh, in a family that was very much uh, you know, doing uh, the, the trade that you ultimately ended up in and uh, take us to the beginning. Um, for me, it started with my mother. Um, my mother played uh, basketball at USC. She won two national championships at USC. Then she won a gold medal. Um, then she went overseas and played overseas. Uh, and around that time, she had me um, in the, the great year of 88. That was a good year. Yeah. And uh, I so she used to travel. I used to travel with her wherever she went. She'd go to Italy. She'd go to Brazil. I would just be with her. Um, Sometimes on the sideline. Sometimes with the babysitter. And uh, just moving around. But the game of basketball has always been um, a part of my life and just around me. Uh, My my father also played for Illinois. Um, He got drafted uh, to the NBA, but broke his foot, so never actually got to play. so my, my time with, with basketball has basically been just my mother really pushing me and just watching her, for example, um, uh, at how hard she worked at the craft. Uh, so in high school, I think it was my sophomore year in high school, I was on JV, and my mother was my coach, um, was my assistant coach. Um, and I remember one distinctive play where this guy named Big Mike, and they called him Big Mike for a reason, he was a big person. <laughs> and he uh, he elbowed me. It wasn't like intentional. It was just basketball. He elbowed me and knocked me out. So I, all I remember is waking up to my mother uh, on top of me like, get up. You're not hurt. Get up. <laughs> like literally got knocked out. But uh, my mother has always been on my case to just working hard, uh, trying to be not, not necessarily having to be the best player out there, but the, the one who's working the hardest. So that's always been the way that I, I play the game. Wow. And for you, um, after high school, what, was it something like, um, you know, so your mother? I went to, was, I went yeah. to the University of Nevada, Reno. Um, my freshman year, I played like, what was it, 10 minutes a game. Um, but coming out of high school, I thought I was going to play a lot more. But it just didn't work out. But uh, my sophomore year, 
uh, the the guy who was ahead of me, a senior, um, he left, um, graduated, and got drafted. And then uh, it was another guy, Ramon Sessions. He was he was a basketball mm-hmm. uh, junior, but he left early. So I looked around the locker room, and I was just like, it's meant to be. Like, there's no one else who I think can compete with me, so I need to be the best I can be. And uh, so that summer, it was – I didn't go home for – I didn't go home for Christmas. I didn't go home for summer break. I didn't. I stayed in college from my, the end of my freshman year till I went to the NBA. Um, and I was 6 a.m. workouts in the summer, 6 a.m. weight workouts in the summer, then summer school, then basketball. Like, it's an everyday thing. And uh, I got drafted um, to the Washington Wizards in uh, 2008. And I was 60 from there. Wow. And, uh, you know, once you're in the NBA – uh, I know that there's a huge amount of opportunity that comes with not only being a player, but also an entrepreneur. When you first got there, was your priority, hey, I just have to be the best I can be and make a mark for myself? Or were you also thinking about the business side of it and how you become a personal brand in sport? Um, truthfully, it was all about uh, basketball at that time. I really didn't have any other focus just, uh, but just play basketball. I had hobbies, maybe making videos, making beats and things, but I never looked at them as actually something I could do as a career path. Um, I was really focused on one thing, and you know, I was basketball. Um, but I also didn't grow up in the era where, like, these kids now, if you drafted this year, last year, or the year before, uh, of social media to where they want you to have a – a, they want you to have a, uh, a social media presence, an Instagram, Twitter, a, anything where you're verified and you have fans and you get the opportunity to build your brand yourself. It is interesting, uh, Jared, what he's mentioning because, you know, JaVale comes from sort of an, an era where people had to put in a lot more work. I mean, nowadays it seems like there's a, the one and done era has obviously dominated basketball for the past 15 years, but college players don't stick around a couple of seasons. I was wondering – do you see that in the NBA right now that kids who come out after their, their freshman years expecting like to be treated like royalty are suffering more than guys who put in their time in college and grew a little bit you know, more as a player and as a human being? Um, I definitely see it sometimes. Uh, the kids who come after a one and done uh, or from a prep school, um, they just have a different perspective on life because things have been given to them. But uh, not necessarily given to them. They worked hard for it. I don't want to downplay things like that. But they, they when they get to the NBA, they, sometimes they don't realize like this is the whole sport. It's not about the, the main person who's on that team or the main three guys who's on that team and then the conglomerate around them uh, coming together and, and, and working for wins, not just points and in stats, but for wins. And I feel like for young guys, that's the difference of knowing exactly how to play the game is you're playing for wins. Like, it doesn't matter what your stats are if you're losing. So, yeah. Right. Right. And Jared, unfortunately, I'm going to say right now, uh, if you're going to have a second career as an NBA player, how tall was your dad? <laughs> my, da- my dad? My dad's yeah. a 5'7 Jewish lawyer from <laughs> Toronto. <So. laughs> JaVale, how tall was your dad? 6'8". Uh, Okay. <laughs> that, okay. That's I'll write that down. That's I'm going to put that in my list of minuses for whether or not this is doable. Um, I think my off court game would be strong though. I'm really about the, uh, you know, the culture and the branding of all of it. But speaking of that, I mean, JaVale, you know, you've done a phenomenal job of people, not only in your, in the city of Los Angeles, but, you know, across the NBA, loving your personal brand. And you've had, you know, a longer career, 
than um, you know a lot of other players, and especially right now as as a Laker, which is an amazing city to be um, someone who's a dynamic player and that's you know on and off the court. How did you really start thinking about your your off court stuff, like your YouTube stuff, your music stuff? Tell us how that just organically came about. I, I truthfully, I always had that in mind, but I just didn't know how to execute it. Um, and I didn't know how to monetize it either. Uh, but just being around longer, just uh, reading the landscape and figuring out what other people were doing, I started to figure out that uh, YouTube stars and things like that, they're actually making lots of money on YouTube. Um, hmm. People are making lots of money on Instagram from from uh, endorsements and and paid posts and things like that. So uh, once I figured that out, it was it was a go from there, green light. I'm, I was trying to do everything and just make sure that I put myself in position to uh, make as much money as I can, especially off my brand. Yeah, and um, your Instagram and your YouTube, so do you have like a content team that you work with that builds, you know, stuff with you and do you plan it out each week like a media company? Uh, yeah, so I have a... Uh, I have a a, a a head media guy, uh, D- Devin Dismay, and um, he he we have a content calendar, and every day we have something to post. Uh, it's probably going to start getting a little light since the uh, <laughs> Rona wants to ruin everybody's yeah. plans. But but I would say that you know, and this is a horrible time for everybody in, in, across all sport. But someone like you with that has interests that go beyond that, you'd think that this would be a time where you could also, you know, you're coming off, you, you know, the number one album in the world, this Bieber album, uh, where you contributed music, which we'll get back to in a second on that. But you, you can use this time to also not only work on your game, but also work on. Uh, things that are maybe would have been too t- time consuming otherwise on the content side. Um, what you know? Can you talk a bit about what that content is going to look like? I know that you and I, just full disclosure, have you know a project coming up. But what what are you you know your day to day content strategies looking like now? Um, so day to day is more uh, workout stuff, but more home workout uh, things, and uh, just making music. Uh, um, and also uh, streaming video games. Like, it's a lot of stuff that you can do in your house and actually make money from. So that's what I'm really focusing on um, right now until we have a decision on if the NBA season is coming back. Right. I, You know, you and I have a mutual friend in common, Pooh Bear, the legendary, legendary. magic man, one of the that's geniuses birthday. of all time. That's tell me how that friendship came about and tell me, you know, as in a one story, how it went from that friendship to being doing something that even as I've been in music for many, many years as well, like you, I've never hit that pinnacle of having a number one album. Tell us how you got involved in all that. Um, I was uh, about four or five years ago. I don't know the exact time, but uh, I was connected with uh, Rance Dobson from um, 1500 or nothing. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, so he was like more, I was like sort of like shadowing him um, and just just in his studio, just moving around. It was the summer and just trying to figure it out. Like I wanted to be a producer when I had been a producer, but it was no progress. I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't good. Like, honestly, I wasn't good. So I just learned so much from Rance. And then I was trying to get a, a song written. He was like, you got to get it written by Pooh Bear. I'm like, cool. Uh, so how does this work? Blah, blah. So I got, I ended, he connected it. I ended up getting uh, two songs written by Pooh Bear 
for a hefty price, for sure. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's Pooh Bear, so you would expect that. Um, and he, uh, but I never even used the song. But I, I kept in contact with him, and we, we grew our relationship. And and then four or five years later, uh, late last year, um, or the middle of last year, actually, uh, we were in the studio. Um, just just I played some samples for him. We ended up writing the song, and uh, a couple months later, he calls me um, because he calls me talking about how my house got broken into. And he was sorry about that, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the conversation, he's like, oh, yeah, you made the album. And I'm like, uh, wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a transformative moment for any artist. I don't care if it's something that you do out of passion or if you're professional. That's Look, Pooh Bear, I've, I've heard many people say this before, but he, he it sounds like he changed your life. He's changed my life just in the friendship that I've had with him through all the cool adventures that we've had. And, you know, for anyone who doesn't know Pooh Bear out there, you know, it's one of those things where I would tell anyone listening to this to Google him because his story is truly phenomenal. Amazing. Like the way that he, he, he does what he does and how long he's been in the business um, is truly amazing. It is. And, uh, you know, you mentioned before you're, you're streaming video games right now. What, what games do you play? Have you always been a gamer? I'm always in a gamer. I literally only play Call of Duty right now. I don't know how to play Fortnite. I don't know. I, I can't play 2K, but I'm just like, nah. I'd rather just play something I can't do in real life. What's your current 2K rating? Uh, what do you mean, like my of my yeah, person? Your overall, yeah. No, of you, you of Javale McGee as a player. Uh, I don't know. I gotta check. I don't know. I never play. <laughs> okay. Every time I talk to players about what their 2K rating is, they're always disappointed and they're coming after Ronnie. Yeah, I never, I never, I never take it. I, I barely play uh, sports games. The only sports game I play is FIFA. Okay. Really? Yeah. What a strange world we live in that like, you know, I remember my mom when I was young saying, don't play video games. It's not like you'll ever be able to make a living doing that. Now look at the world we live <laughs> in. Doing that. Now, thanks, mom. Millionaires off of video games. Crazy. <laughs> Is that something that you'd ever want to get more serious with and join one of those teams like, um, you know, FaZe or any of those things? For sure. Uh, I enjoy video games. And uh, I definitely got to get better at, at streaming, but I enjoy it. It's a, it's a fun time. And, and you, especially when you get to link up with some of your friends, um, it's definitely an interesting concept that people like watching you play a video game. Like it just – it's, it's pretty interesting. I know Paul George and some other players, Players have sponsored esports teams, things like that. Is that something you'd ever want to get into? For sure. Uh, I know a couple of players who invested in esports teams also. Um, esports is, is definitely big money. And uh, I heard that, uh, not even esports, but I heard that, uh, what was it? It was uh, Overwatch League or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of those gaming leagues, it had their championship had more, more uh, fans. Were, were view, was viewed more than the 2018 NBA championship. Wow. Wow. And that's the one you, you won, right? Yeah, that's the one we won. Small flex. Yeah. Small flex. Slightly small flex. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the Overwatch League beat us. Ain't that something? Damn. 
That is crazy. And look, this is strange times we're living in. I mean, we uh, obviously the whole world has gone indoors. So, you know, certain activities are, you know, more popular than others right now. Obviously, streaming of gaming is continuing to do well. But I know that, you know, you and I have been talking for some time about doing some original podcast stuff. Can you, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, what you're hoping to get out of that and, you know, you know, why, um, you know, uh, this is something you want to get into? Um, I I definitely feel like uh, the audio world um, is definitely going to pick up just because of the times that we're in right now. Um, I I feel like you only can watch so much Netflix and and people are going to start needing more media. Um, So the audio world is definitely... uh, something i'm trying I'm, I'm getting into and i really feel like it's important for for the progression of just media in, in our world so i'm just trying to jump on early before it gets popping and i'm yeah. late to the train. i think you're just in time and by the way the most amazing part of this lockdown uh, has been all these interesting conversations i've had with people it feels to me like this has been as enlightening for me to hear people's path and their story and what you know it takes to be great uh and i'm getting as much out of this as i hope you know, other people um, are, you, who are going to listen to this will. It's somewhere between a master class and a, and a TED Talk. But um, we really appreciate you taking time out to do this. Zach, was there anything else you wanted to ask or add before we let JaVale get back to his uh, day? Well, yeah, I mean, you are a pretty accomplished, you know, producer right now from the league. I was wondering who else you think in the NBA right now has musical ability. I know Dame Dalla, you know, performed at the mm-hmm. All-Star game. He's got some some records out. Is there anyone else that, that's kind of being slept on right now that we should know about? Uh, Victor Oladipo, he sings. Um, Oladipo sings? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He had an album out. Uh, Andre, Andre Drummond, he raps. Okay. Uh, Marvin Bagley, he raps. Uh, Iman Shemper, he raps. I don't, but you know the funny thing? I think I might be the only producer. Yeah. I think, I think so. You know, and also a damn good one. And I was going to ask you to follow up on that question is dream, you know, collaboration. Now that you've t- checked off the biggest name in the industry, who else do you want to work with? Uh, I want to work with Drake. I want to work with, uh, I want to work with Rihanna. I want to work with uh, Ariana Grande. I want to work with Diplo. Diplo's a good friend of mine. I love Diplo and all his music. Um, who else? Pierre's going to be busy off the court. Big busy. <laughs> busy in the house, off the court. We'll have to get all these guys on the on the Pierre podcast when it comes out. Yeah, and, and last thing is, who? why Pierre? Who's Pierre? Tell us, who's Pierre? Uh, so, cool, quick story. Um, I was uh, at, I forgot what restaurant it was, but I was at a restaurant at the bar uh, with my friend, and he was sitting to the left of me, and we were just talking, hanging out, nothing crazy. Uh, and then I decided, and then this girl next to me was like, Hey, how you doing? I was like, Hey, and then she was like, what's your name? I was like, Javel. And it was like, okay, nice to meet you. And then I turn around and like three minutes later, I see her like Googling my name on the side of her leg. Like she's Googling <laughs> who Javel is. Cause obviously she saw I was tall. So she assumed I did something. Um, <laughs> so after that, I was like, if someone doesn't know me, Already asked you about McGee. I'm just gonna tell him my name is Pierre because I don't like the predisposed notions of oh, he's a basketball player or he's this or he's that. Like I just want you to know me for what for a first impression how you know me. You know. 
That is that is genius. That's uh, it's funny. Everybody in life has an alter ego. As soon as I started wearing a hat, I became Jingle Jared. And when I go out with my family and and kids on the weekend, I take off the hat so people don't go up to me, you know, hey man, listen to my music, or hey, this is Jingle Jared, because everybody has to act a certain way in their professional life and a certain way in their personal life. And it's sometimes nice to have that separation. You gotta have that separation for sure. This is so great, man, to be just talking with you. I'm glad that you're healthy and you're training and making great ideas. I appreciate you greatly for being on this podcast. And Zach, what do you think? Uh, is this an occupation for me? Uh, I, I don't think the NBA is going to be your uh, your next career. But, you know, the production side of things, I can certainly see you and JaVale making music together. But I, I, I think the hoop game might have to might have to wait. Fair enough. <laughs> there <laughs> are some good Canadian, there's some great Canadian basketball players, incredible Canadian basketball players out there. You're just not one of them, Jared. Sorry. You're just not one of them. <laughs> I, I appreciate the honesty. This was Occupational Therapy with JaVale and my co-host and occupational therapist, Zach. Thank you for listening. And uh, JaVale, is there anything you want to plug to tell people to check out your Instagram or your streaming uh, name online? Definitely check out my Instagram, uh, JaVale McGee. Um, check out my Twitter, JaVel McGee, my YouTube, JaVel McGee. Hey, how about everything is just under my name? Let's go check it out. <laughs> JaVel McGee, you got it. Uh, thank you, and we'll speak to you soon. Have a good one. All right, be well. Be well.